Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Brand new year for the Radio Vet with Dr. Kelly. Uh, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, we have a vet who comes in and talks about <laughs> stuff on CPL Radio. And we're very lucky to have her. And um, I hope you had a nice New Year's. I did. Was, I hope you did as well. Well, it was uh, extremely uneventful. Oh, so Sometimes that's good. It was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my the pets and I, keeping uh-huh. with the theme here, were probably all in by in bed by like eleven twenty. So. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we we made it till midnight. Did you? But, and then I think I stopped reading at twelve forty five. Perfect. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so. we are just back from Puerto Rico. Ah, we talked about that yeah. la- last year. That's right. Last <laughs> decade, we had that conversation, and that went well. I think, yeah, it was fabulous. That's fantastic. Yeah, great beaches, decent snorkeling, great weather this time of year. Well, then I'm amazed yeah. you're here. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> you came back. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I guess duty called. <laughs> um, so uh, have you been back at the office yet already? And, no, uh, that's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Well, so I'm the last I'm the last leg of your uh, vacation yeah, then, exactly. I guess. Well, that's good. That works out well. So today we are going to talk about... Uh, basic first aid for pets. Very good. Yeah, I can so see for that dogs coming and cats. up. All right, all right. Yeah, so where so do we start with that where one? Where should we start? Um, how about with uh, something like your dog or cat comes to you and they have a superficial cut sure. that you noticed because it's bleeding or your dog was just outside and came in and is leaving little bloody footprints. Oh boy, or, yeah, um, geez. Yeah, or you just, you know, you saw something fall on them and <laughs> <laughs> they have a superficial cut that is bleeding. I'm an alarmist, so immediately I'd go off the rails and that's not, that's the last <laughs> thing you're supposed to do. I mean, keeping your head about you is probably for the best, so that's yeah. probably step one. <laughs> yeah, so if you can tell it's relatively superficial, meaning like less than a, I'm going to say center meter deep sure. um you can probably get it to stop bleeding okay. pretty easily um, i think a mistake a lot of people make is they'll push really hard 
on something that's bleeding. And then they don't like that. They wait and wait and wait. And when they pull their hand away, well, guess what? It's still bleeding. Right, right. Um, because when you push really hard, the blood, you kind of blanch it. You push all the blood out. And when you push all the blood out and wait, a clot is not forming because oh, right. the blood carries the platelets there to form the clot. Exactly. So yeah. you just push hard enough to make the bleeding stop, okay. but not really hard. Right, right, <laughs> right. That's a strange, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but cuts should really be cleaned, and bleeding is the first step of cleaning. Right. The blood is washing it out on its own. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you don't have a super-duper first-aid kit with sterile saline in it, you can just use clean water. Okay. okay. <laughs> Preferably yeah. clean water. All right. Yeah. Um, what I don't recommend is alcohol because it hurts. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and you may not get to do anything else to your pet if you put alcohol yeah. on a cut. They may just, you know, avoid so you, run away from you, not right, let you do anything right. else at that point. So just like if you had like a paper towel with uh, medium soaked water and just yeah. kind of let it sit there. and mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Exactly. That's um, easy. One other thing. If, I can if afford the, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if the cut is, is deep. Um, it's going to be very hard to get it to stop bleeding. And yeah, if you know it's dirty and you want to clean it out, do yeah. not use hydrogen peroxide on a deep wound. Oof, yeah. No. Um, not they only, like that. not <laughs> only may it bubble and sting and right. hurt, but, um, something about hydrogen peroxide and deep wounds is that you can actually cause an air embolism with them. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Superficial cuts. Yeah. You could use hydrogen peroxide and be totally safe. But right. if you're not sure if it seems like you, that could really be yeah. deep. Um, that sharp thing fell on my head <laughs> and it's really bleeding a lot. That right. could really be deep. No, no peroxide. That's a bad idea. Hmm. It sounds like you really, even on the superficial ones, don't really need hydrogen peroxide. No, anyway, you don't. Per probably se. not. Okay. No. So um, and uh, old-fashioned water. You know, is something like Neosporin or you know, yeah. is the generic version of it safe? Yeah, it is. Okay. Although you should expect your pet to shortly lick it all off there <laughs> shortly thereafter. <laughs> so thankfully, it's not toxic, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. so sometimes when people have brought their pets in and they are actually treating wounds at home by keeping them clean and maybe three times a day putting a thin layer of antibacterial ointment on. Yeah. What I'll often tell them is put the ointment on right before you put your pet's food down. That way they've got oh, something okay. to do that doesn't involve <laughs> licking the ointment off immediately. <laughs> or put the food or put the ointment on right before you take your dog for a walk. That way right, it right. at least gets that amount of time to do something yeah. before they lick it off. <laughs> Such problematic patients they are, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, <laughs> they require a lot of distraction <laughs> sometimes to keep them from Not that people making don't things either, worse actually. on their own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one other good. note about yeah. things like cuts. Um yeah. Lots of people will want to put a bandage on. Mm. And while that's, you know, relatively easy on a relatively hairless person, <laughs> things will stick to us like right. Band-Aids. Right. They're not going to stick. You know, no. things like Band-Aids are not going to stick to your pet because Absolutely. of their fur. Um, but, you know, a lot of people will want to wrap like an ace bandage around sure. something. And sure. the caution about band- bandages in general is that far safer to be too loose than too tight. Yeah, far, sure. Far sure. better to have that bandage just fall right off than Absolutely. to have it stay on and be too tight. Yeah, and yeah. a potential choking hazard because they'll probably chew it off anyway. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah they, may that, they, they may chew it. They may chew it up. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, something else that people commonly encounter and give us calls about would be limping. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Limping yeah. because you just let your dog outside and they came back limping. You have no idea what happened. Yeah, or, absolutely. you know, you're you woke up that morning and your cat's limping and you have no idea yeah, why. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, a caution about um, human medications and pets. People <laughs> will frequently ask us, oh, I can give aspirin to my dog, right? Oh, God. But it's a very specific a... dose based right. on weight. And right, so, right. you know, giving a call to your veterinary clinic oh, or if man. it's the weekend, your local, you know, hopefully <laughs> local um, 24-hour animal <sighs> clinic just to get some advice is a good idea. Start crushing up Advil and putting it in their kibble or something. Yeah, you don't want to do yeah, that. That's a no. terrible idea. Um, and dogs can take a safe dose of aspirin, at least for the short term, unless they have kidney disease. Sure, sure. Um, is it helpful, though? Is it even worth, I mean, is it, it is is it often. It, it, oh, okay. it can be helpful. Okay. Yeah, it definitely can be helpful. All right. Um, but there are safer things <laughs> that you can use as well, <laughs> which to. would be nice, <laughs> that often work better than aspirin, too. Instead of opening the apothecary in the yeah. kitchen. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and we have to be really, really, really careful with cats. I really don't recommend yeah. giving cats any human non-steroidal yeah. anti-inflammatory drugs because they are ultra sensitive to them going, back, going back to those kidneys again i imagine yes oh, yeah. yes and yeah. they just process them slowly yeah very slowly okay um so even some of the ones that are approved for use in cats yeah. it takes them it takes them three days wow. to get them out of their system okay um, and it's or at least you know to a at least one half life yeah um and so they are exquisitely sensitive to those drugs. So for our limpers, what do we do? Yeah, <laughs> our limpers, obviously one thing we can do is encourage them to rest, limit activity, <laughs> stop playing fetch. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to make them run it off. Exactly. <laughs> Probably the wrong approach. Um, and when you would definitely want to seek help is if it's been, say, more than 24, 48 hours yeah. and they're not showing any signs of improvement yeah. or you know in the in the early in the stages if they're if if their limp is so painful that they're not eating Oh, sure. Okay, that's bad. That's, that's pretty bad. Definitely problematic. Yeah. Um, one very common cause of lameness, sudden <laughs> acute lameness, especially in um, our young athletic breeds, would be a torn ACL. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, that sounds familiar. They'll come back <laughs> holding up one back leg. Oh, yeah. That, that sounds very surgery related to me. It is, uh, unfortunately. Oh um, yeah. So if a if a pet is holding up a back leg, yeah. And it's not broken. <laughs> oh, my. You're right, right. The injury is extremely likely to be from the knee or lower. Oh, my. Yes. And cats Oof. and dogs do have knees. So that's that's a lot of, that's big news to some people. I learned, I, I, it was news to me. This just in. Our, our pets have knees. They have knees. <laughs> Stop the press. They really actually have knees. No idea. <laughs> we go home and look for them now. <laughs> Find those knees if it kills me. Um, and so that is, that is unfortunately a, a common injury. It's not an emergency. Emergency. Yeah. Um, an, a broken leg technically isn't either. It's very painful. So right, when right. It, once it's held still, it's not quite so bad. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, Ugh. if your pet is refusing to put any weight whatsoever on a particular limb, a break is a possibility. Yeah, yeah. But if it's a back limb, and especially if it's a you know goofy lab or something like that, it, it could very well be a torn knee ligament. Well, radio stations are not prone to lameness either. We have to do a commercial, which oh, commercials okay. are always kind of lame. So anyway, <laughs> I know. Respect to my advertisers. <laughs> we'll be back after these lame commercials. <laughs> Start the year off right. <laughs> Hopefully those commercials weren't too terribly lame. 
It's <laughs> probably a lot of Home Depot and a lot of Lowe's. That's what uh, that's what our national advertisers throw at us. Anyway, you're listening to the Radio Vet with Dr. Kelly. We're talking about ways of um, kind of doing a little in-home veterinary care, yes. kind of uh, doing a, like a union violation here. We're going to step on <laughs> your territory a little bit. So I have a horror story for you. Oh, no. <laughs> so we had a little little tiny chihuahua in the earliest days of my uh, wife and I, our marriage. And um, this little girl who came from a breeder on Mill Road, actually, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a puppy mill, it was just on Mill Road. Uh, so <laughs> little, those little like microscopic furry chihuahua. Very, I mean, she's very sweet kind of feisty but you know sweet little girl she broke her leg one morning oh, yes. chasing my other chihuahua just running <laughs> just running okay, she's kind of yeah. smacked kind of got tangled up inside the um kitchen table legs i think yeah, a little bit yeah. and so and oh boy did she start letting out these horrible yep, screams horrible. Yes. i mean just in a, you know and it was like we picked up and it was like just a day yeah, this is the horror it yeah. was just awful so we get her patched up Get her to the vet, and they uh, they cast her up his front leg. It's a front, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so an arm, I guess you would call it. A little, I don't know. Yeah, it's an <laughs> arm. An arm. <laughs> um, and she loved it because she had this really thick cast, and yeah. she was um, the dominant personality. So she used it negatively against our other chihuahua, who was very <laughs> passive. So she clocked him for about uh, you know eight weeks. She had a, <laughs> she was very good with it. She she booked. Yes. she was fast, and she just she bounced yes. right. It, uh, the cast comes off, and the the leg was very thin yes. and very you know because again it's not it's shriveled, it's up. shriveled up exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of an atrophy. A little well, bit. Well, it was thin to begin with, right? So. Exactly. Micro. I mean, she was a, like a four pounder, a three pounder, yes. microscopic chihuahua. Yes. Poor girl breaks it again, like three days later. Ooh. It was so bad, and then she was screaming twice as much because I'm sure it was like twice as painful. She rebroke it. She rebroke Probably it. Probably in the exact same spot. Same, I would think oh, so. Yeah, no. yeah. So another like eight weeks in the cast, which again, it was worse for us. Oh, than it was no. for her. But you know, once she got the cast back on, she's like, "Oh, I'm going back now. I can hit my brother. I can, do this again. I can hit my brother again." She was real happy about that. But I mean, what a, you know, I had. I hadn't thought about that, so we started talking this morning. <laughs> I sort of repressed that horrible, yeah. horrible thing. My wife and I were just devastated. We're like, oh, this poor little girl. It was yeah, just the that's, worst. That's pretty long, too. Like 16 weeks. In yeah, yeah. Total. But again, uh, you yuck. know, she was totally down with it. She didn't really chew on it a lot. She was, yeah. she was very good about it. But I uh, really have to say I like, I really like casts. I really <laughs> prefer them yeah. compared to splints. Okay. When I was in school. She had both. She had both yeah. the second time. She had both, yeah. When I was in school, the big thing was all splints. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I was probably taught why. I don't remember why. <laughs> but I have to say, I really like casts. Yeah. They seem to hold up better. Like you Absolutely. don't have to have them. They can certainly get cast sores. Yeah. And they, you know, will in yeah. the first week or two of certainly. having one on, and you may have to have them back and like cut the cast a little bit or pat it more. Absolutely. Or it wasn't you know, even. Yeah, it wasn't make plaster. some minor changes to yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of gauze. They just used a ton. It wasn't really yeah. even a proper we cast. Make, yeah. We make. I have a Chihuahua right now in huh? a fiberglass cast. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a back leg. Okay. Okay. Yes. Very good. Okay. And um, I think our our immobilization, as well as our what um, uh, the length of the cast, was maybe a little too much because oh. she's been in it for I don't know about eleven weeks now, oh. and one of the bones, little metatarsals, yeah. healed, and the other one hasn't. So okay. actually, we sent her to a specialist to have some shockwave therapy done. Oh, good heavens! Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Need to get some force on those bones in order to kind of say, "Hey, yeah, heal." Absolutely, absolutely. Because I think that you know, oh, there was two, our, two I think our original cast exposed 
her toes so that she could put some um, weight directly on that foot and hence have a little bit of force going through those bones, which does help them heal. Dare I ask? And then she got cast sores on the top of her toes. So the second cast went past her toes. She walked only on the cast. You know, her toe, the bottom was open, but she was walking on, you know, the circumference, the, the, the outer ring. Um, and so no actual force was going through her bones. Oh and so I think that slowed her down a little how'd she bit. Bre- how'd she break it, if you don't mind my asking? Um, a door curious. closed on it. Oh, those chihuahuas. And boy, you. did she scream. Oh, yeah, chihuahuas and have, they have we're like, And we're like, oh, it's a chihuahua. They scream. Let's, you know, we'll <laughs> you know, we'll give her 20 minutes and we'll see. Oh, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> actually broken. Still screaming. <laughs> well, three days later, it's a one it long It was actually scream. broken. It oh, was too bad. That's so sad. Yeah, oh, boy. it was. So, okay, so what else you got on that uh, roster, uh, that so napkin roster of yours? There? <laughs> a common occurrence for dog owners, not so much for cat owners, is to cut a toenail too short. And it bleeds and bleeds. Sure. And Sure. Bleeds and bleeds and bleeds and bleeds. Yeah, bleeds. yeah right. Yeah, absolutely. and uh, they, uh, you know, you put them in the bathroom or somewhere, and they're, you know, leaving red footprints all over the place. <laughs> right, right, sure, <laughs> sure. So, um, what we need to do is to give the little vessel in the claw something to clot against. Okay. So, um, first, calming the dog down. If they're, you know, <laughs> running around, that's not going to help. Right. Um, right. So, getting them to be still, <laughs> calm, and then. Uh, sticking uh, a little bit of cornstarch or flour on the tip of that nail. Like, you know, hold a little something against it to soak up as much blood as you can and then quickly dab cornstarch or flour um, just so the platelets have something to clot against. Okay, very interesting. Okay. Um, And lowering their blood pressure if they're all excited can help too. (laughs) And what you can do um, to try to accomplish that would be to feed them. Oh, sure. Feed them sure. a meal. Absolutely. Make all make more of their blood go to their intestines and right. less to their brain, <laughs> and their blood pressure will drop. And you know, just like you, you eat a meal yep. and you feel tired right afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In our house, we get out the sandwich meat. It's like, uh oh, get the pastrami. <laughs> it's uh, you know, <laughs> they need to be calm. Eat a bunch <laughs> so, of this. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so you can feel tired. Stop running around on your broken nail. And they'll uh, willfully come for another trim. I'm sure after pastrami's at the end of it. So, uh, <laughs> so interesting. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often to us because. My wife is in charge of. Uh, we bring all the toes and all the fingers over, both, both human and canine. Oh, and uh, she does them all on Sunday. Sunday is trim okay. day, so I just line everybody. We, we've got five kids, so we line yeah. everybody up, and then it's everyone's trim. <laughs> Sometimes I'll jump in there too, just for fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it works, and everyone gets trimmed. So, but she's very good. She's not uh, no nicks. She's been very good. That's so. great. She's pretty darn yeah, good. Yeah, that's I really will, good. I must uh, uh, commend her prowess of <laughs> her nail trimming prowess. So. That's excellent. It's good. So. Okay, so a common malady that we get a lot of phone calls about is, oh, my dog has diarrhea, or my dog is vomiting, or my cat has diarrhea, or my cat's vomiting. (laughs) Um, They'll do that. (laughs) Yep, and, you know, what we generally say is, hey, if they're acting normally, meaning their energy level's normal, their dog is going outside, your cat is sitting in normal places, resting, going to the litter box, doing all their other normal things, yeah. It's okay to give them a day or two and Every just now and then. let them try to get better on their yeah. own because many will. Yeah. If they are unable to keep anything down, yeah. no food, no water, meaning, okay, they're going to get dehydrated. It's That's go time. pretty bad. Yeah. If you have a really big dog, okay, you can let that go for a day. Sure. sure. A day. If oh, you have a little, a day. <laughs> yeah. If you have a little tiny dog or a cat, yeah, that they're going to get dehydrated faster. Pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Faster. Um, and so, 
Well, since you went there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has happened to our prior Chihuahua and our current Rat Terrier, I would say once every month or once every two months. He just kind of gets this thing where, and, he, and it might be a feeding thing where like he's either not drinking enough or eating enough, but he'll just sort of like barf up a little yellow, a little yellow oh, foam. Oh, sure. What the heck yeah. is that? We, don't, we, so never, we never panic. I if, mean, it seems to go away. If it occurs early in the morning. Sure. Before... Yeah breakfast has been served yeah. or before you're even out of bed. Absolutely. Um, there is something called early morning bilious vomiting syndrome. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Almost sorry I asked. <laughs> and yeah, it involves, uh, you know, what I tell people is, hey, sometimes their stomach's been empty a little too long. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. So if a dog does this fairly regularly, and there are some that do this like five times a week. Oh, geez. Those dogs, the first thing I try is say, okay, save half their dinner and feed it to them very last thing before you go to bed. Sure. That way sure. their stomach is empty for fewer hours. Absolutely. Um, and, Absolutely. And that does the trick for some of them. Okay. Uh, for others, they'll respond to an antacid. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay, very good. So it, there is a... Th- that is a problem. That oh, is interesting. A common problem. Is there, there are actually really good foods, too, that can help with a okay. lot of chronic GI conditions. Mm. Um, just like us. Just like humans. Yeah. yeah. That are, you know, made very successful mm. um, and made for pets mm. who have various chronic GI problems. So, Well, we have, I mean, our rat terrier. Mm-hmm. He... <laughs> He, he has, and I mean, we, we call that jokingly, but it's kind of accurate. He's kind of has an eating disorder. He, mm. has to be, he has to be told that he's a, to eat because we've had other dogs, and so sometimes he would lash out when it was feeding time. Oh, sure. So he got in trouble for that a little bit, which was not ac- accurate either, unfortunately, because it was like, so now we feed the people, you know, set people, we feed the other dogs separately. But he won't eat unless now I'm in the room telling him he's a good boy and he can eat. It's weird. <laughs> and, like, well, and I have to, I have to kind of keep coaxing him. You to should be, probably record that it's so that funny. when you travel, he'll <laughs> still eat. Thankfully I never travel, but um, you know, and, and actually the thing that he will uh, tear into is um, soft food, wet food that, that, oh, yeah. that he does not that need any coaxing. New. Okay. But his dry food, which is try to, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. And I'm like, I, yeah. I always thought, would it get better? Would it get, it never gets worse. It just sort of stays the same. It's just kind of part of his MO. It's like when it's feeding time, I have to get all the kids out of the kitchen. It's this whole thing. And he, I have to be there to tell him, oh, good boy, you're doing you such a good eat. job. Oh, eating is good. That's it. I mean, it's insanity, really, what it is. And that's okay. I'm like, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. <then. laughs> I feel like I'm a, I feel like a support group here. I'm like outing my, okay, I have to talk my dog into eating. But it's really strange. It's a yeah. weird thing. And that I is mean, weird. Yeah, I don't know. So if you have a, a pet dog or cat who suddenly vomited a few times yeah. one day, I think one of the important things to do is to make them rest, rest their gut, meaning don't sure. feed them on purpose. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, a good, you know, six to eight to 12 to sometimes 24 hours sure. with no food. Yeah. Water at first in small amounts, because okay. if you give them a whole bowl and they drink too much, that might trigger them to vomit too. Sure. Sure. Um, so resting the gut is important. And then if they really stop vomiting and they haven't vomited for more than say six or eight hours, yeah. you may, they may be over it. Okay. So then you can reintroduce food. Okay. With cats, I say, just give them a few kibbles of what they're already used to. With okay. dogs, we'll try a bland diet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So something homemade or sure. something that you can pick up from, from a vet clinic, usually something canned. Um, and that may help them also be more interested in trying to eat, mm. uh, because, you know, sometimes when you've 
had an upset stomach and had to throw up a few times, it's oh, hard yeah. to feel like eating again. Oh, you totally. don't always get hungry. Saltines and dry white toast usually is yeah, the, exactly, <laughs> the human approach. Exactly. So a good bland diet for yeah. a dog is some kind of cooked plain, meaning unflavored grain, usually white right. rice, because sure. that's e- bland and easy to digest. Absolutely. Um, mixed 50-50 with some kind of cooked low-fat meat. Oh. So browned hamburger is commonly recommended, I think, because it's cheap, but you yeah. got to pour the fat off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Mix it roughly 50-50 volume, you know, yeah. rice to hamburger volume. Um, and then, again, start with a really small amount. Let them eat it. Wait half an hour to make sure it stays down. Yeah. Something <laughs> binding, yes, as they yes. say. Yes. <laughs> but, you, but if you don't have white rice, you can use plain oatmeal. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, you know, something like that would yeah. work, too. Some people say cream of wheat. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah. How many people have that sitting around? <laughs> we tried it a couple years Unless ago. Unless you have little kids, you may not have that. Right. We tried it a couple years ago. My kids are interested. We were all like, this is gross. <laughs> yeah, but when you would want to not um, wait uh, or do that is, okay, their vomiting's been going on yeah. you know, more than eight hours. Say they vomited 12 times in three hours. Okay, that's pretty that's terrible. Pretty serious. That would make yeah. me worry that there's actually something in that stomach that they are yeah. trying to get out, something yeah. that's maybe like a sock. Or oh, cat's yeah, favorite cat's favorite mouse toy. Oh boy! You know, in other words, a foreign thing that doesn't yeah. belong in there. Maybe trying to get out, and they are unable to get it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's not going to work itself out. Probably. That's not going to work itself out. Yeah. That's a surgical uh-huh. thing. Huh? That's a surgical thing. Yeah. 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 So if uh, you know if a pet swallows something that obstructs their stomach or their small intestine, they will vomit and vomit and vomit and vomit and vomit and vomit Oy and vomit. And vomit and <laughs> oh no! They will not survive without surgery. Yeah. because they can't eat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just all horrible. <laughs> yeah. I think the worst thing that cats will swallow that gets them to surgery would be string, yeah. string-like things. Sure, so dental sure. floss, oh, you know, yeah. the, the string part of a, a long string on a cat toy. Yeah. Um, hamstring. Oh, no, sure. Um, yeah. Needle and thread. Oh, needle too? Oh, needle too. No, no, that's bad. Uh Oh, man, you can't pass that. Yeah. Oh, man, I love, that's why I love our cat so much. She doesn't do stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I figure if they're going to do that, they'll do it younger, I'm assuming, you know, and if they, but, you know, you never, well, maybe not. Okay. Oh, man. (laughs) I was trying to be optimistic here, trying to paint a rosy picture. But some cats, you know, just, uh, we talked a few episodes ago about how they don't really, cats and dogs don't necessarily learn from having something bad happen to them. Right, right. We've had the same cat in surgery four different times <gasps> for foreign stuff oh. and you know up to age 14 that's the price you know? that's the price of a used car <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah times. there's cars that are cheaper than that what are you talking about <laughs> depends on the mileage just like the cat uh, oh the horror the horror anyways any other uh points um, on there uh? one other point would be uh if your dog is it, or your dog or cat is having any of these GI symptoms and they're not still acting like, la, 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 I'm fine, except I have to puke or have diarrhea every right. few hours. If they're acting lethargic uh-huh. and not eating, you know, yeah. lethargy, total anorexia, sure, can't sure. keep water down, or there's definitely lots of blood coming out mm. when they have diarrhea. Okay. Then those would be reasons not to wait. Get on the horn. Yeah, absolutely. You know you know where to find Dr. Kelly. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Well, these are all good. These are good pointers for the beginning of the year, and uh, good to be reminded of that stuff, too. That's why we do this show. So <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, thank you for coming in, and uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 